Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? 
Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. This week, The Bachelorette um, airs on Thursday. So we decided to get on the mics today just to talk about hot topics and have a few favorites on the podcast, including Deanna Stagliano, um, who was on Claire's last episode. And to see like where her part got edited, you know, um, you know, we want to talk to her about what went down when Claire decided to cancel the daytime portion of the uh, the date last last episode. But before that, hello Ben. What's going on? <laughs> hey, you know what, Ashley? I think we just love talking to each other so much, and we love our listeners so much that we're like, why not just like pump out five podcasts a week, maybe six. Uh, well, let's start with two. Okay, yeah, I think we're going to be doing two for the next month. The month of November, we'll have two podcasts. So make sure to look out for usually I think it'll be uh, Tuesday after the episode, uh, you know, Wednesday morning for all y'all who don't stay up late. And then um, probably like a Thursday or Friday episode as well. It's just it's just out of love. I, I think there's a lot of love going around right now. Well, hey, speaking of love, as Ashley mentioned, we do have Deanna coming on. We also have Blake Hortzman uh, coming on the podcast later on to talk about some stuff he's up to, what's going on in his life. Uh, Blake's always uh, been very vulnerable with us and open with us about where he's at, kind of what he's struggling with, but also what he's rejoicing in. And so we're pumped to talk to him. But before we do all of that, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk hot topics, and we have a plethora of them. But before we do that, let's talk about Sonobello. 2020 has been pretty brutal, right? Come on. Yeah. You've yes, all has. been through a lot. Cook, clean, tutor, repeat. But you've handled it and you've put everyone's needs before your own. So I'd say it's a great time to give our listeners something special, something you can do for yourselves. And before you see all the family that you're going to see maybe maybe during the holidays and all the stress that comes with the holidays might be the perfect time for you to get to know what Sonobello is so you know that I'm a fan of Sonobello and it's advanced laser fat removal well Sonobello just offered special employee pricing to almost famous listeners you pay only what doctors, nurses, and Sonobello employees pay when they themselves get the advanced laser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, you're in, you're out, and that stubborn fat around your belly, your thighs, back, love handles, muffin tops, it's gone permanently. Don't miss out on our amazing employee pricing gift to you at Sonobello, and you're also going to look amazing for the holidays. So hurry, visit Sonobello.com, that is S-O-N-O-B-E-L-L-O.com slash famous for your free consultation and to get employee pricing. And with convenient monthly payments using your Care Credit credit card, getting your shape back is super affordable and convenient, but you need to hurry. Sonobello.com. 
slash famous. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. 
It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. We're back for another week of Bachelor Hot Topics, Headlines, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. And here's the first. Bachelorette producer pinpoints the exact moment Claire Crawley had to be replaced. This according to Vulture. So um, Benoit actually kind of hinted at this a couple days ago when we did his in-depth. Rob Mills, he is the ABC executive in charge of, if it's not a scripted show, Rob Mills has a large part in its production. Um, so he said on Nick's podcast, actually, that um, the moment that she didn't, Claire didn't give out a rose on that group date and she gave it to herself, that was the moment that they knew they had to start thinking about, or that was the moment that they kind of made the call. They were like, okay, we're probably going to need to call Tasha in. Their connection, her and Dale's connection was just like at that point, too strong. She couldn't fake it any longer. It couldn't suffice for the rest of the season, I'd say. I would love Ashley to have been in the war room of the Bachelorette producers as this was going down. Like how they're they're brilliant at what they do. Uh, obviously, they've made 20 years worth of television. But like as this is playing out, they're like, OK, how do we make it a full season as we know how this like she's very obviously into Dale. Dale's into her. This is over. These guys are starting to realize it. Like for them to now come up with, well, we're going to bring in a brand new bachelorette that people are going to be super pumped about and we're going to make this work like that is some massive strategy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think we also should mention that Rob Mills said something also very interesting. He says that Claire swears on her dad's grave that she and Dale did not speak before the show. And I completely believe her if she's swearing on her dad's grave. And I also, you know, like that's intense. And I think that she knows that she wouldn't have gotten in that much trouble if she just admitted that they did. Right? Like she, because how many couples talk before paradise and then it's all dandy. I mean, you know, people can say what they want about Claire. Obviously, you and I uh, like Claire. We think she was a great choice for Bachelorette. We wanted, to, mostly because we just wanted to see her find love. She found it. The one thing nobody can, like, say about Claire in any type of criticism is she's not honest. Like, that girl is, to a fault, like, blunt, honest, and, like, right to your face. And so I wouldn't, I mean, I have to trust her because she's never shown signs of, like, not yeah. being truthful. I mean, even yeah. when people have tried to call her out for lying through the season saying, oh, yeah, you went to prom like that was a big deal or not. Like mm-hmm. she still proved him wrong. So like Claire, I believe her not only because she, you know, sworn her dad's grave, which just yeah. makes me feel all sorts of heavy. Um, but she's been honest. 
So next headline is uh, about Claire as well. Chris Harrison addresses, if, and this has been a question for me, uh, and it kind of goes back off this topic. Chris Harrison addresses if Claire Crawley was forced out of The Bachelorette. This according to E.T. Okay, so I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm going to read the direct quotes here. He said, I would just say that she has complete control. Um, he also said that he hasn't spoken to Claire for a few weeks now. He said, this season of The Bachelorette was completely about Claire. It's all about Claire, which sounds very reminiscent of what we heard him say a couple weeks ago where he said what well, it was 100% Claire season. He also says that Claire will decide where we go from here. And it's totally, completely up to her. Now, it sounds like that is referring to her in the moment and not her now, right? Yes. No, I, I mean, I don't think she's sitting behind the scenes pulling any, you know, anything here. Like, she is definitely out of it now. She's living her life. The show has already been taped. I think in the moment is what he's referring to. Ashley, I'm still, though, confused because now we have, like, Everything but a confirmation that Tasha steps in here. Like, I don't know how it can be 100% clear season yeah. if Tasha comes in. At this point, I mean, maybe it's like 80-20. Maybe it's 50-50. Maybe it's reversed. But, like, it's not 100% clear season. No. Okay, so I think Chris is here trying to defend the show um, because I think there's been so many conspiracy theories out this week that they went into the taping of Claire's season with the thought that no matter what happens, we're going to bring in another bachelorette. Um, whether that's because they got flack when they announced Claire back in March or whether they thought it would be an interesting spin. I don't know, but lots of people have been saying, Oh, Tasha was like in the wings the entire time. Well, I can tell you Tasha was not asked at all to step in until like, three four days whatever it took to quarantine her until she started filming you know like the girl was notified the week she started filming was the week that she got a call from them yeah like her instagram post said you rang like a hundred percent i think that's true they yeah, called rang. she's hanging out at home she's probably like quarantining on her couch eating some chips and all of a sudden she gets a call you're you, you want to be the bachelorette and she's yeah. like well yeah when uh like this next week uh <laughs> i guess i think like that's a big move for her. And I mean, the alternative is that, yeah, Tasha was called months in advance and prep for this. I just yeah, don't see no, the show doing not. that. Yeah. I don't see she that. Not. You know that. Yeah. No, I know this. I know this. Okay. So, so here's, a, here's a, a big fact. moment, Ashley. Yeah. Here's a big moment. <laughs> I'm confirming. <laughs> you are Ashley. Iconetti is confirming that Tasha Adams was not called previous to the season that she was called just days in advance to her starting the bachelorette. Yes. Now, I should clarify that was she in talks to be the Bachelorette seasons, you know, like back yeah. in the winter? Yeah, 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 in the winter. Was she in consideration before Hannah's season? Yeah. But was she ever thinking about being like a replacement, a fill-in Bachelorette? Was she in the know about this weeks before taking over? Absolutely not. And I, I think that Chris goes ahead and explains this even more so when he says it was all about plan A. Um, we said, what do we do with this season with Claire? Where do we go with that? He said it was really about Claire and her decisions. It's her decisions that you're going to see. So, well, everything will be in this upcoming episode. She, he said that they put it all in her court, completely up to her. 
And he said, while I'm saying that it really is something that you're all going to need to see this week um, and we want you to see so you can judge. But in my humble opinion, he says, it really it's really her call from where we go from here. So interesting. I mean, this is this is going to be a huge week. Uh, I think Bachelor Nation is tuning in. I think they've captivated us all. I think it's just interesting, intriguing. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, like Claire's love story. I don't know if it will have the pinnacle kind of feeling that um, like a, a f- full season would feel like. Like, I think it might just feel like, OK, she fell in love. Now she's out. Mm-hmm. But like the way that I'm still intrigued is because I want to see how this all goes down. And this is the reference to the next hot topic, which Chris Harrison asks this question. And we saw this in a dramatic uh, Bachelor at Sneak Peek. The question he asked Claire is, did you lie to all of Bachelor Nation? This according to E! News. What a statement. Did you lie to all of Bachelor Nation? Okay, so this again is referring to the speculation that she and Dale were in communication before filming began. And we got her answer. She swore on her dad's grave. Um, but, you know, so I think that's that's the question. He, The question that everyone is going to be asking when they have this also teased sit down is did you guys talk beforehand because we've never seen a connection so strong and so season altering this early on so on behalf of bachelor nation (laughs) where are you hiding something from us did you talk to him and she's gonna apparently say no I mean, it is the question that we're all asking. And, you know, Claire has come out and said, no, I, I wasn't. I fell in love. Um, you know, this is a tough one to talk about this next hot topic because it is uh, one we speak about all the time on this podcast. I mean, we are broken records when it comes to um, how much we know our friends, how much our, we ourselves uh, deal with criticism and how hard it is and how much it makes us question our just who we are and our worth and, you know, where we sit in this world. Uh, and it doesn't get any easier. I feel like as time goes on, people just get more and more blunt. They get more and more mean. They say things on social media that just aren't fair and not kind. And Claire's obviously sitting in a place right now where there is criticism. She's doing something unconventional when it comes to what we expect out of the bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And it's typically change is always the thing that brings the most criticism when it comes to this show. Like anything radical, new, or changeworthy is always the thing that people criticize or talk about. Well, this season is definitely that. It's been that since the very beginning. Well, the headline reads, Claire Crawley is struggling with Bachelorette criticism. Bachelor Nation BFF Michelle Money, who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago, reveals, and this according to Us Weekly. Yeah, so she said that she you know, has been speaking to Claire throughout the weeks and so that she is really struggling right now she's having a hard time um but she says that like all these people who are giving her hate she just wants them to heal she wants to help them she hates that um she just you know wants to lift everyone up she hates being surrounded by negativity she also says that claire spent an equal amount of time with every single one of these guys so what's frustrating is that you don't get to see the whole story michelle says she says, but that's, you know, the price that you pay for going on the show. It The positives almost always, always outweigh the negatives. But that is something that, like, I, I think that it's important for Ben and I to also bring up. It's like, I know you guys have heard us say this multiple times before, but you are filming almost 
almost 24 seven. And of course it's going to get crammed down into an hour and 20 minutes. So yeah, they're going to show the parts with, with Dale because those are the most critical parts in her love story. If the lead doesn't have a strong connection or nothing really ends up happening with one of the guys, like they're not going to show that they're going to show what is most crucial to you understanding who they end up with in the end. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the story that you, you said it perfectly. It's compressed. And so you want to show an accurate story. Uh, and the story is that she fell in love with Dale. Now, the crazy part about this, and which I wish they wouldn't hide, and, and I kind of think that Claire shouldn't hide it, is I fell, like I think I fell in love with this dude from like first glance. Like from night one, he was like so far in my head and so much in my heart that like I couldn't function without talking to him or I couldn't and it just kept getting better and better and better and yes like some of these guys didn't maybe get the chance that others would on other seasons but other seasons aren't like this like not everybody falls in love so quickly or at least falls in like so quickly yeah and she could I mean we, we see we see in the show that the guys are jealous of the time that Dale's been getting but let's just say that the time that he's been getting compared to the other guys is super marginal like he might be getting 10 or 15 minutes extra but she's still having sit downs with all these guys she is I mean if, yes for I think we don't get to see him but I'm imagining this and I, I have no nothing to base this on Ashley I'm imagining this is how it plays out is she sitting down with all these guys, but those conversations just aren't interesting. Like she's yeah. so, she's so much into Dale that like there's no chemistry between her and these other guys. So it's not worth showing or we'd just be watching two people kind of sit there with like birds or crickets chirping in the background and they're just kind of like looking at each other and things get awkward and then they leave. I don't want to watch that. I don't, I don't know who does. And maybe it'd be helpful if we saw more of that because we would get a better perspective of her time spent. But you can only show that so many times before it's just awkward and weird. And it actually, I think, would would make Claire look worse. And and so in a sense, they're kind of like protecting her from that, I'm imagining, by saying, hey, we're going to show her love story. Now, we don't know where her love story really ends yet. But we are now assuming that we have for months that Tasha Adams does come in as the Bachelorette. And we see her revealed by her getting out of a pool. Well... She's playing super coy about this. In fact, the the headline of this article by uh, People reads, Tasha Adams plays coy about her steamy bachelorette appearance. She has, I was just swimming around. Come on. <laughs> I just hear this coming out of Tasha's mouth. She says on her podcast, Clickbait, with Joe and Hannah Ann, she says, uh, she says, um, you know, uh, I would just, I love Palm Springs. I love La Quinta. I vacation there. It's summer. It's hot. I was in a pool. I was just like swimming around. With cameras. I don't know what you're referring to. So she's like, <laughs> because I guess like the franchise itself has not declared her the bachelorette yet and all they've shown is her getting out of a pool she's also not confirming that she's the bachelorette so she's just there and like they somehow caught her on film if this is Fun. how this plays out like if Tasha actually isn't the bachelorette i'm gonna be shocked like <laughs> shocked I, I i can't absolutely just blown away uh now, that be would be the greatest spin of all time you know? <laughs> that would be the most shocking thing ever if like it's all like a lie and she showed up to like host a date <laughs> yeah exactly and then like claire sticks around and she ends up with some other dude somebody else yeah. yeah whoa that would be wild um well it, 
speaking of this, the Bachelorette uh, host, Chris Harrison, did mention um, why they waited to address Tasha Adams in a New York Post article, actually. We wondered, you know, why are you staying so secret about this? Why are you not confronting this? We all hear about it. What's going on? Well, Chris addresses it. Yeah, he basically just said that there's a method to their madness in waiting. And he said that, you know, they wanted the focus to be on Claire. This was, you know, supposed to be her season of The Bachelorette. And that he he was also very intimately involved with the decision making to bring in Adams. And uh, that makes sense because Chris Harrison is an executive producer on the show, is he not? He is. He is. On the show. He, he yeah. has been a long time. Um, sad news. Not like that sad. Not. But uh, I love the uh, tell-all shows. I think they're hilarious, and I think they're always interesting to watch the the chemistry. Well, uh, just glance over this one, but Chris Harrison did say that he cannot promise a tell-all this year, obviously due to COVID and, and the restrictions, and so we're kind of up in the air right now if we'll ever see these guys back together in the same room again, which is unfortunate. Yeah, if I imagine if they do something along the lines, they'll have like a couple guys who are really crucial, maybe like – whoever was in the end, it, it, the top five or six, right? But, like, we don't need any, like, villains there. We don't need, like, bring up a villain storyline. We don't need Yosef back, you know? We saw that like, Yosef kind of sucks. We don't yeah. need any more confirmation. <laughs> yeah. In fact, this week, Tyler C. kind of came out and said, hey, this girl that's coming up with these videos that is posting on TikTok that we talked about last week, like, that's not even the girl I was talking about. And so one of our listeners wrote in and said, wait, does that mean there is more than one? I don't know. I don't think we can confirm or deny, but Tyler C. did come out and say the guy, that that is not the girl that I was referring to on night one. Yeah. So basically, Yosef was messing around with a lot of girls. And what Tyler, you know, Tyler C. may have been eliminated for very poor reasoning. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think uh, he was her number one choice either way. Yeah, I mean, like, it probably wasn't going to happen, but like... <laughs> he could have been around a little bit longer. <laughs> he could have um, like lasted a week or two more. Well, bouncing from Claire to the current Bachelor season that's filming right now, The Bachelor is Matt James. Uh, Robert Mills sat down with Nick Vile on the uh, Vile Files and said that something really crazy went down on, white, uh, on night one with Matt James. All we have to elaborate on here is that he says that something happens on night one that, they, that they've never seen before. Maybe it's because of Matt's naivete, you know, like he's never been through this. Um, he also says it's not what you think, though. I don't know what we're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that doesn't eliminate much to me. Uh, but he says it's really crazy. And he can confidently say that Matt will be the only bachelor this season. <laughs> It's uh, it's probably a good thing. I don't think we can take too many flipper, flips and flops uh, this year. It's already crazy enough. Well, uh, our last headline is uh, one of Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown sat down with Caitlin Bristow on Off the Vine, and she says she was broken after The Bachelorette and Dancing with the Stars. Uh, this according to Us Weekly. Yeah, so I also don't want to like make up what she's, you know, summarize what she said. So I'm going to read the quotes directly here. She said, I had to look within, think, what just happened? What has the past year and a half been like? Who even were you before that? And have you lost the girl? Or is that girl the same or just different? Or am I just somebody that I didn't even recognize? She said that there was a lot of things that she didn't like about herself anymore. And she said that a lot of it has to do with just like 
being filmed 24 hours a day, um, but it's only on for less than two hours a week when you take away the commercials. And she said that's all people get to see. So, you know, that that shows just like one side of her. And she says that she started her YouTube channel so that fans can see a different side of her. And both Caitlin and Hannah agreed that filming The Bachelor was way more fun than filming The Bachelorette, which I think that if you go back and ask like a lot of leads or or even people like me who were on multiple seasons, like when it comes to fun, the first season seems to be always the most fun. Maybe not the most growing, maybe not like the season you got the most out of, but definitely just the most easy breezy. I uh, I appreciate that Hannah was honest here and open. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that happens when you get off a show, and for anybody out there listening to this, like whenever you have kind of your your high points in life, like the things that really excite you or are different, or you know if it's a promotion at work, or if you get engaged, or if you meet the love of your life, or if you buy your first home, or any of those big like life moments, mm-hmm. um, a kid uh, having a kid, like there's a letdown. And, and I think for anybody that goes on the show, it is a high. Like, you have cameras around. People treat you like you're a somebody for a period of time. And, like, you feel special. And I know for me, like, I struggled with that. Like, as hard as you want to fight, hey, I don't want this to become my reality. I don't want to get used to this because I know it's ending. It's really hard when you live in it for so long. And the longer you're in it, the more comfortable you get in it and the more you expect it to continue. And... There is a letdown then from that whenever that ends because it ends for everybody, no matter, you know, if you're an actor or an actress or if you're a CEO of a company or whatever, like when you have a lot of attention on you at some point in your life that ends and when it does, it is uncomfortable. It hurts. It feels weird. Um, I have had that happen to me uh, and and I know many people that we know had it happen to them. And so I like that she's honest about it Me too. because one of the worst one of the things that frustrates me the most, Ashley, about myself and then as a result probably about others is when there's like this expectation that this will continue forever. Um, oh, yeah. And you try to do whatever it takes to make it continue forever because then you do. Like Hannah said, and you lose yourself. You stop being yourself and you start being whatever anybody wants you to be. And then years after that, you're going, I I, I lost myself in the midst of this. It's it's why, uh, and a little side tangent here uh, before we bring on some guests, but um, I, uh, I have uh, something I want to admit to you. Mm-hmm. I cried recently. Okay. And it's going to be over something that you're going to be shocked by. Okay. Here's what I got teary-eyed over. Okay. Justin Bieber's Lonely Song. I watched. Oh, wait, you talked about this a couple weeks. Did was I? That just, was that off air? Or was that no? That was on air. Was it on air? Well, anyways, I it's still on my head. Like that song still like gets me, and I don't know why. Like I'm not a Bieber fan. I I don't like, dislike the guy, but watching his music video, and I think it's worth mentioning twice now in a podcast is you just get a perspective of this like kid who has so many expectations placed on him, mm-hmm. so many things expected of him. And he feels so lonely in the midst. And I and I and I wonder, Ash, like how many people out there listen to this for whatever their life is involving right now, and COVID is obviously one of them. Like how many people feel super lonely? Um, and they don't know how to get out of it. Well, I know that you really relate on that topic, and now I have to admit I, I haven't seen this video and I'm going to have to. 
I cannot believe you haven't seen it. Ashley, this is crazy. Um, I've watched a Justin Bieber music video and you haven't. This is yeah. this, now this is another high in my life and I'll have to come down <laughs> off of this. I've got something on Ashley. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ash, let's move on now. We got a couple guests coming up on the podcast. We're super excited to talk to uh, Blake Hortzman's going to be on uh, breaking down his life, what he's up to today. And uh, and obviously, uh, Deanna will come on as well. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products 
products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Okay, guys, we have Blake on the line. Blake, I'm starting out with a very Ashley question. So we did an in-depth with Jason a couple weeks ago, and I said, well, now that that Garrett and Becca are no longer together, who from the franchise can you see Becca getting with now? And he immediately said, Blake, you guys are going to rekindle the romance. Ben has got his hand on his face right now. <laughs> have so you awkward. spoken to Becca <laughs> since the split? I, rem- I actually did listen to that podcast with Jason I was like Jason you SOB I was like way to put that out there (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah we've chatted a little bit I mean I you know I told her I support her and you know I'm hope she hope she's doing well and everything but it's it's just a friendship um we have a good relationship I think for the most part I mean we've been friendly the whole time since even the finale you know so there's never been any kind of weirdness between us or anything like that so so this should have actually been placed in Hot Topics, but it seems as if Garrett has a new girlfriend. He posted a picture of a girl mm. yesterday on his Instagram, and he said like something about a cute pumpkin at a pumpkin patch. Have you talked to him about this new relationship? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did see that picture. Uh, no, I haven't chatted with him about the relationship or anything. We haven't chatted in a bit. Uh, but I mean, you know, I think everybody deserves you know happiness. So I hope uh, this one sticks for him, I guess, you know? We ask this question all the time on the podcast. Maybe you can answer it for us. Nobody ever has been able to. How how so, how soon is too soon to move on? Okay, thank you. I'm glad that you asked that. because That I is such a good question. Um, yeah, I don't have the answer to that. But <laughs> I, I always think, you know, in these public relationships, like, were they broken up for a while before they actually said it in yeah. public? Like, we don't know the timeline. I don't think anybody really knows the timeline except for them, probably. Um, but I don't know that. I mean, some people move on quicker than others. Some people hold on to things that aren't there sometimes. So... I don't think there really is a right answer to that. I have to say that, like, putting myself in Chris Randone's shoes and now Becca's shoes, both of those relationships being public on it's like the new relationships being public on Instagram so fast, like, it kind of makes me feel like 
my thoughts immediately go to the ex. And I'm just like, it feels too soon for me to be watching this on Instagram. I can't imagine where they're at. We root for the underdog. Yeah. I mean, ah, it is hard. And I, I, the Chris, I don't know how long Chris and Crystal, because again, who knows, you know, when they actually like. Yeah, like they, a little different. There's more months there for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I do agree, like going public with it. I mean, that that is a lot sometimes going public with it pretty soon after. Uh, but I don't know. Like I said, everybody has their own timeline and everybody, if they feel comfortable enough and they've moved past it and they moved on, then why hide it, I guess, too? Unless you're thinking of the other person. I don't know. It's, it's hard because you try and like there's so many people involved and, you know, so many variables involved in that situation that it's hard to, to know which what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, best of luck to you and Becca, man. Best of hey, luck ben, to you Ben, what do you think? Do you think know. that is, do you think it was too fast? For- <laughs> uh for these I don't know. I mean, I've been in this, right? Like I've been in a public yeah. relationship and somebody moved on and I I don't think I can even speak to the timeline. I just know it hurts no matter what. Like I don't yeah. know. And it might hurt both people. Like it might feel weird and awkward at first, but like I just know it hurts and it's, but I also think this, it's the moment that healing can start because until then you're kind of like this, like yeah, questioning what, you know, is this something that we should hold on to? Are we ever going to get back together or Hey, I miss them or whatever. And then once it like, finally, like you see them like holding somebody else, the crescendo. Yeah. I think it's like you're, you hit rock bottom and it, that can last as long as you want. And then you can start to heal. But again, like we're not getting any younger. Nobody is ever. Um, and so if you find somebody that you're, into and that you want to build a life like a relationship with i don't know if there is that timeline it could happen the next day it could happen a, a couple months um never easy at all like really yeah. really is rough. i had i had a relationship the one right before i went on the show actually and broke up broke my heart and then within like two weeks had another boyfriend and that hurt and i didn't even have to do that in public eye like i can't imagine doing like what you did ben and what becca's talked about what becca's going through right now like in the public eye that would be that would be another level oh it'd be so brutal yeah it's rough um okay so we've talked about becca uh blake uh you and i get to see each other quite a bit uh we both live in denver we both work out at f45 here in denver um i was just there before i got on the podcast today I'm feeling like the best shape of my life. I mean, I'm, I'm yes. telling you. And here's my problem, though. I stand next to you in there, and we do box jumps, and you move the box jump, like, over to the highest level, and I'm still on the lowest level, and you're <laughs> hopping up there. Um, so I stopped working out the same time you did. Um, <laughs> I say, I haven't seen you in a while, Ben. It's not fun <laughs> anymore. Um, but that's not what I want to talk to you about. Blake, you're up to some stuff right now. Obviously, COVID kind of shut down um, your world in many ways. You were, you were traveling. You were a DJ. You had some gigs lined up. COVID stops that, but you've rolled into this role of a podcast host. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, COVID definitely uh, put a damper on kind of what my year was going to look like. I had a lot of things set up as far as like DJ sets. I had a residency in Atlantic city and one in Vegas and those obviously fell through. So um, we had planned kind of to start this podcast uh, about the Grizzly Rose, which is a, uh, I mean, you've been been a couple of times. I'm sure. Yeah, you have, I know I've been there with you, but um, it's a local like honky tonk kind of concert a venue here in Denver and we wanted to name it behind the rose. It's called the Grizzly Rose, but then also have a play on, you know, uh, reality television, bachelor, all those kinds of things. And so we've been, we're about gosh, close to two months in right now. And it's fantastic. I love it. I feel like every time I interview somebody on that podcast, I learned something new, which I didn't expect, you know, uh, as the interviewer, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so it's been fun. It's been great. We've had a lot of bachelor people on a lot of musicians, um, coaching musicians. And it's kind of basically what we say is it's, 
country music meets pop culture is basically what this podcast is and do it with my buddy eric bradley and uh, producer eddie haskell and we're killing it. i love it it's a it's a good time it's something to do during quarantine which is fantastic yeah, it's nice to find that it definitely is so okay it's it's where country music meets pop culture what is some what is a what's a topic in there or a headline that you can use as an example uh i mean so <laughs> I mean, I think we all know this. Target audience-wise, the same people that watch The Bachelor usually uh, oh. are country music fans. Oh, it's just like <laughs> insane. Like you guys, yeah. not to, not to say we're not often bombarded by fans when we go to the mall. I, you know, it's like it can we can go months without being recognized sometimes. But you go to a country concert, and all of a sudden, you might be as popular as Keith Urban. Seriously, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I say that with all humbleness. Right, right, right. But yeah, more people like, yeah, will come up to you and ask for a picture and they would like, yeah, the, the artist, you know, it's pretty crazy. So we knew that was a thing. And so we kind of wanted to blend because a lot of these country music artists also watch the show. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a cool thing. Like we just had Carly Pierce on and she's a huge fan of the show. She wants to re be on one of our recap episodes. Um, I mean, Dan and Shay, like Dan called me during Paradise to check in on me. He was like, are you doing it? That's day? awesome. Like, yeah. So it's just cool to, to know that there's that, you know, cross the audience really crosses and um i enjoy the podcast a lot because i obviously become a pretty big advocate with mental health mm -hmm. and so we talk about that a lot whether it be with people who've been on the show or musicians and the pressure and stresses of life on the road of living in the public eye of relationships in the public eye whether it be breaking up or getting together mm -hmm. um so i'm really enjoying that and seeing how everybody kind of gets through those those you know ups and downs and the, the rock bottom and everything. So that's been an eye opener for me to see just how many people have hit rock bottom and how they've gotten through it. So that's been pretty exciting for me. One of our hot topics was that Michelle Money says that Claire's, of course, I have to say, of course, because she's gotten so much flack, like, you know, having a hard time, you know, she's, she, everybody's criticizing her. And well, I think she's doing a fantastic job, but TV. what would your, what would your advice be for her right now? And like, how do you feel like she's handled being in the lead role? Yeah, I mean, she's getting so much. We're three episodes in, and the amount of yeah. criticism she's gotten, yeah, I can't believe it. It's an, it's absolutely insane. Um, and just how nasty it's got. Like, I understand yeah. criticism, but she's getting different kind of criticism. I've never really seen, even Pete, like Pete had a rough season, and I don't feel like he even got it this bad for the whole season. Um, she's making like, listen, I mean, I think she doesn't done herself any favors, you know, at, with the way um, the show's been, you know, been showed, but. Uh, the editing hasn't helped a lot. I mean, I, I can't remember who I was talking to recently. There was this Tia on our pod or Kendall or somebody, but they basically said like, obviously they're going to push this Dale and Claire's story a lot because mm -hmm. what if they didn't show their connection, didn't show how much she was into him. And then all of a sudden she runs off with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That'd be so awkward for us as yeah. an audience. Like what the hell just happened? So yeah. they're going to play this up. They're going to play up Dale and Claire and her only being into him because they have to. Otherwise we'd be so confused when she ran off with him, you know? So in that sense, I get the edit and the kind of the narrative that they're doing. So I, I don't, it's been rough for her. And I did reach out to her and, you know, and I said, keep your head up, you know, and um, she, I think she's just got to keep, she's got to stay off social media, first of all, stay off social media um, and just keep those, you know, close to her, her family, her friends close and um, gosh, take time for herself. Because right now, if I was her, I can't imagine like going through Twitter, you know, especially on like the actual nights of the show and just stay off social media and hopefully, you know, keep those 
the good ones close to you. That's what I told her. You get so excited for these airings. Like I, I know, I remember any episode I'm on, like I get so excited, so like anxious and nervous still. If there's even like a small commercial I'm on or something, it just happens. Like it's just part of the euphoria of it all. And the letdown, I mean, I feel for her because like the letdown had to be like drastic. Like you said, it's not, she's excited, she's pumped, she's talking about how excited it is. And then like the criticism has been a ton and I mean, it's not fair, I don't think, because like you said, Blake, that's a perfect point. Like, if she runs off with Dale in week four, we need to know that her and Dale were really into each other. Mm -hmm. And like, aren't we watching this show still to like see people fall in love? Like, isn't that not? I mean, yes, we want to see the drama. That's hilarious. We want to have our wine and like laugh at the characters. Great. Laugh at us all you want. But ultimately... If you find a love story, it's something to celebrate. And if we've lost that, we've lost the show. And, like, she found love. We need to celebrate it. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I think that, like you said, that's got to be hard for Claire right now because I bet going to the season, after it already filmed and she had left, you know, and she seems, I'm sure she's happy and everything, it seems like she was probably so excited to watch her love story unfold. And now mm -hmm. she's going through what she's going through right now. And nobody even cares now that, that they're in love and that their love story is this, you know, how into her or how into – her he is and how into he, him she is so i don't know it's it's hard because for some reason she's getting this villain edit falling in love too quick See, you know like it's I bizarre people are just like not having enough empathy for her in my opinion just like put yourself in her shoes and tell me you do anything differently yeah well and then there's 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 always criticism of a lead being like ben you fell in love with two people what the but then <laughs> Claire decides who she wants, falls in love, and now she's getting criticism for that. I'm like, you can't what? win. You, you can't just win. can't win. I tell you what, though. Uh, one of my takes and one of the things that encourages me before we let you go here, Blake, is uh, it seems like in, in most recent memory, the couples who have gone through the most criticism during the season have made it. I, and I mentioned like Ari and Lauren. Like That was not an easy yeah. season to go to for Ari. They, they made it. They made it through, right? Peter and Kelly, like, yes, not yeah. didn't really work out on the show, but like he was 100% criticized for that move. Everybody was against it. And then now, look, everybody's celebrating it. So, yeah. I mean, I think like when it comes to this season, it's a make or break. Like either you get really close as a couple and you say, hey, I'm in it. I love you. And like, I know this is hard, but I'm going to sit by you and we're going to get through this together. Or it breaks you, which I don't know is a bad thing because ultimately – you know that's not your partner. You know it's not the person that's going to be with you through thick and thin. So, you know, that's why I love Ari and Lauren because I look at them like, that cannot have been easy. But now you have a kid and you're happy. And uh, and so we'll see. I, yeah. I just hope she's I, good. Yeah. I agree with you. I think sometimes if you can make it through these rough waters, and honestly, in Paradise, you see it too because somebody will come down the stairs, they'll go on a date, but if they can get through it, they finish Paradise together, a lot of times, you know, it works out. And so I think you just have each other to lean on and it bonds mm -hmm. you that much more. So um, I hope they can make it through this, and I think they will. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I guess time will tell. I can't wait for that reunion. I can't wait for the reunion. That's hey, I can't wait to see, like, how they leave the show. <laughs> Just for going to his room and being like, hey, um, I'd like to get out of here. You want to come with me? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm interested to see how it works, too. It's You're so good. Great. All right. Thank you so much, Blake. Yeah, yeah no, Blake, uh, again, once again, I just want to mention before we let you go here, uh, it is Behind the Rose uh, – podcast uh, blake hortzman and eric bradley host it um blake best of luck man thanks for coming on um 
and uh, we'll watch your love story unfold with whoever that may be. <laughs> Maybe eventually at some point. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Bye. All right, see you. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Hey, just a warning uh, for anybody out there listening right now. In a second, we're going to speak with uh, Deanna and uh, there it's a great conversation. Uh, one that Ashley and I really enjoyed having. And there's a lot of insight into what it was like behind quarantine and what it was like for Deanna to be on the show and what happened with that date and why it never happened. Uh, but there's also a moment where there is a little bit of a spoiler. I'll, I'll call it a little bit of a spoiler because it does talk about Claire and Dale um, and if they're together or if they aren't together today. Um, so just if you don't want to hear that, go ahead and fast forward through that piece. Uh, but if you do want to hear it, it doesn't give too much away. It's not going to ruin anything, I don't think. Um, but it is worth us mentioning that, uh, hey, if you don't want to know anything, skip through it. <laughs> All right, so from one person who's just been viewing the show to one person that has been there confirmed uh who has seen claire in love with dale and having to navigate dating different men let's get deanna on the phone we didn't get to see enough deanna that's my that's my take (laughs) too quick too soon that poor girl quarantined for four or five days for like a 30 minute sit down (laughs) conversation with claire and went back home like this isn't fair okay so Deanna, you were there for a date. Claire tells you, I can't wait to see these guys. I can't wait for you to meet these guys and get your feedback on them. And then the date never happened. Did you ever get to meet these men? Um, I did not get to meet any of the guys. Uh, Because of the date and the fact that we didn't do it and we only filmed a girl chat, I did not get to meet any of the guys. Um, so I only got to hear about them. And of course you guys saw in the episode, it looks like Claire only talks about Dale, but I I legit heard about a lot of guys and heard about her experience. We did not just talk about Dale. The, uh, my take from this whole episode was that we didn't get to see enough of you. Like we were all pumped to watch you host this date (laughs) and meet these guys. And it just kind of ended. Can you give us a little backstory to your, like, I'm imagining what was like a four day quarantine locked in a hotel room to have like a what 30 minute conversation were you disappointed were you sad ben really i was like the best mom living my covid dreams I was <laughs> in, uh, in palm springs except for it was like 120 degrees every single day so that was the only downfall but i got to stay in a hotel and get a full night's sleep and binge watch tv and order room service and drink wine for five days straight i mean i really think that i'm the one winning here (laughs) that's probably true that is so awesome yeah it was really great but um i did have to have three covid tests and Mm -hmm. since they had to have three negative ones before i could even see anybody or walk onto set and since they were one of the first shows that went back into production they were not messing around they were not like 
like taking any chances. And the doctor that they have on set was really serious. I, she, I am pretty sure like scraped as far back in my oh. nasal, nasal cavities as she possibly could. Ugh. I remember my nose was bleeding for like days. I was so really like, just like rocked from the first uh. nasal swab that when she came back the next day, I was like crying. I was like, please don't do that again. I don't please. like it. That please. makes me hurt. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was, it was it. no joke. Oh. Okay, so you don't get to meet the guys. Claire cancels the date or the date portion of the date. My theory on this is that it was a, supposed to be an outdoor date and it was too hot. And so she like was forced to cancel it. Am I right? I like the way you're thinking because my hair and my makeup looked really good. You know, I was all about Gina doing whatever she needed because it was so great to just have someone do my hair and makeup. But no, it was going to be inside and there was going to be plenty of air conditioning. Um, but in Claire's defense, it was a date that she did not want to do because they had just done the strip dodgeball date. And she came to me and she was like, honestly, I put these guys through this crazy date the other day and they were really good sports about it. But like the date that we were going to do was kind of like a game show. And we were going to quiz them on like women's anatomy and stuff like that. And you know what? She was like, I really don't need to have these guys discussing like a vagina or tampons. Like I just really want to get to know them and have real conversations. So I, I just don't want to do this. And I was like, totally fine. Totally fine. I'm already thinking about what I'm ordering for dinner. So. <laughs> I really like your attitude. This you're actually like, this is so spot on. Cause anybody I talked to that have been in quarantine or have gone on the show, like, most people love it because it's like it's four days forced of just doing nothing like you cannot yeah. do anything and I can't imagine yeah. as a mom just how like awesome that was well I'll tell you what Ben I got to shower today alone and wash my hair and that's as far as I got and and I'm doing well I'm doing really <laughs> well that's awesome so. oh I love it Deanna you kind of have like an undercover bachelor love story so you were the bachelorette in 2008 right 2008 yeah, it was and, a really long time ago. It yeah. was a very long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you end up with, you know, an engagement at the end, but you you didn't end up with that Bachelor-related person. Can you let the audience know how you met your husband, one of the Stagliano twins? I think we should we should all be really thankful I didn't end up with that guy. Like, we should all be very joyful and celebrating that because that was a mess. <laughs> it was a time in my life that I would love to forget. Mm. So anyway, unfortunately, it's on TV, so you're not forgetting it. Michael Stagliano was on Jillian Harris's season of The Bachelorette, and I, that was the first full season that I had ever watched. And I was super excited to meet Michael, like in a weird way. I was like, oh, my God, he's so cute. His family is so great. I want to hang out with all them and like go to their house for Christmas. And then within like two seconds of meeting Michael, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is never going to work. But do you have like a brother that looks similar, a little bit hotter, a little bit more good looking? Like, can I just have him instead? And he <laughs> so, happened to have that. Um, yeah, Michael and I became friends and he ended up dating a friend of mine and he, they introduced me to Steven and then six weeks later i was like i love him i need to be with him forever i was still on bachelor time i think which is weird <laughs> that is awesome is it is it weird now to know that you were attracted to his brother first <laughs> yes because i also know michael so well now when i look at him i'm like i can't believe i ever thought that he was like the one <laughs> oh that's so good <laughs> for a hot minute it lasted for just like one minute literally one minute but michael had the exact same feeling as soon as we met each other in person we were literally like oh yeah no no hard pass yeah. hard pass <laughs> oh interesting so good. well that's great 
See, you wouldn't be married and have the kids that you do today if it weren't for you being the bachelorette. I know, I know. So I always joke and say that the outcome of my season, it really was like a difficult time. And I, I thank God that back then, you know, Us Weekly was not like hanging out in the backwoods of Noonan, Georgia, because I really could live off the grid after the show. And I always felt bad for, you know, contestants, people who are on the show now, because it is not the same, you know, like you guys are really put through the ringer and the tabloids and with social media and everything else. I didn't have to go through that. So I was able to go through this really nasty breakup somewhat privately, other than that cry crybaby YouTube video that's still out there. But other than that, I was able to do this like alone and in the privacy of my own home. So um, I'm, I'm thankful for that piece. Now you are friends with Claire. So how is she doing today? Oh my gosh. Uh, actually, we sent her some flowers today <laughs> because poor Claire, man, she has been put through the ringer. And I think anybody who's been on the show and the two of you can relate to this that it is hard and and she's just been put through the ringer and the things that people are saying about her and about her life and stuff online like can just be really hurtful and um so I just feel bad for her because I feel like in a period of time where this should be really joyful for mm -hmm. her and this should be a really great experience and probably one of the most exciting things that she'll go through it has not been that for her and on most days she's feeling really down about the things that people are saying about her online and and the editing of the show so um actually the girls and i we all sent her some flowers today just let her know that like we love her and this is a blip like this will all be done you know it'll be done Whatever next week the outcome is tomorrow night right she's gonna walk away and she's gonna be able yeah. to move on and hopefully have someone that she genuinely loves and can be with and and people will forget about this they'll move on apparently Tasha will be the next bachelorette so you know hopefully this is a blip in in what just seems like a difficult difficult time for her we were just talking about that uh with Blake Hortzman before you came on but how this is like such a high right you wait months for this to air and you're so yeah. excited for people to see your love story and to celebrate with you and just be involved in your life and then and I know you know it's still exciting because now millions of people watch Claire and like that's this cool thing but when that turns and it's millions of people watch you and it feels like the world is criticizing you, it's such a fall drop from grace that like it, it has to hurt. And yeah. like, I, I imagine she just feels super lonely right now because there's really nobody else totally in the world agree. that can relate. Like nobody can relate. I'm, I'm literally trying to reach out to her on a daily basis, even if she doesn't text back and just say like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Mm -hmm. I'm praying for you. Just know that this is almost over. Like you're doing great. You're doing great. I'm, I'm trying to be a cheerleader because I feel like she has so many cards stacked against her. And something that I think is so interesting is that when they announced Claire as the Bachelorette, everybody was like, yes, yeah. finally, a 39-year-old woman who knows exactly what she wants and she's not messing around and she's not gonna take any BS for an answer, right? Except now there's so many people online who are shaming this 39-year-old woman who's not taking BS and who knows exactly what she wants. Mm. And now people are hating on her for that exact thing that we were praising her for in the very beginning, which I think just sucks. Like it just yeah. sucks. It does. Yeah. Well, uh, we're wishing Claire the best. And uh, I don't know, like, do you wish that this just goes away? Because that feels sad too. Like, oh, this like blip in my life that was super exciting that I was so pumped for that I quarantined for and waited for and got pushed back on. Now we just are kind of like all hoping it. Let's just like let it go now for Claire and we can move on. Like that seems sad too. It really does. Like in, like in the full circle of things, you want to see people be happy for her and you want them to be happy for the love story. Yeah. and You want them to be her, you know, cheering her on. But I, I just don't know if that's going to happen, which is right. That's just such a bummer. 
But Claire does like to like kind of go back to her regular life. Do you am I wrong in thinking that like she just wants to be with Dale in the privacy of her own Sacramento circle and she's happy with that. She doesn't need any more attention. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good safe thing to say. Like I um I've had the luxury of of since we filmed seeing Claire and and getting to chat with Dale and you know Stephen and I just celebrated nine years of marriage so we have definitely weathered some storms ups and downs and stuff throughout the years but what I tried to encourage Claire with is that hopefully some really great things will come out of this um hopefully some really great opportunities right I mean look at you two what I encouraged them both to do is definitely enjoy the ride Hmm take the opportunities because these things will, you know, they'll forever change the way their lives go and, and to love it and enjoy it, but also to nurture and, and, and take care of what they have. So I think that that would make her so happy to just be in Sacramento and to live her life and, and live her love story with Dale. And she's totally fine with that. She's waited a really long time. Yeah. Well, uh, again, we're wishing the best. Uh, now, this is a good moment for us to talk about something uh, extremely important because you're uh, you're doing it right now. Uh, we have an election coming up that everybody uh, that can and is able should go vote for. Uh, you're in line right now getting ready to vote. Uh, just say, hey, awesome on you. I know you're waiting, doing this podcast as you're in line because it's not super you know, easy to get a vote in right now. But just get out there and vote, everybody. Amen. Get out there and vote. I am really, really like worried. I am losing sleep over the state of our nation right now. So it is, I don't, you know, it is so important to vote. It is so important to vote. Yeah, definitely. You got to put your voice out there. So, Hey, Deanna, thank you for coming on. Thanks for talking to us. Um, we want to see more of you, more of you. Maybe we will, uh, on a show in the future, but until then rest up, shower up, do everything you need to do (laughs) as a mom to feel victorious. Awesome. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot. All right, Ben. Well, as the time is running out here, it is time for my favorite new segment, oh which is well, we didn't name it, but it's story time. Weird with ben. stories, yeah. Story time with Ben. Weird near death or very embarrassing stories that have happened in Ben's life that uh, are not broached in Alone in Plain Sight, his new book. But you know. But you know, yeah, they almost <laughs> let's say they were but, almost you know, added. They were honorable mentions in the book. That's the thing. Yeah. They were honorable mentions in the book. We mention it, but they're but not. We didn't in dive there. into them, so we're gonna dive into them here on the Almost Famous podcast. This is the quote from the book: "There was a time a cop delivered a trunk stuffed full of toilet paper after you got into a car wreck on your way." Oh, okay, got it. So this cop discovered that you had a trunk full of toilet paper while you were on your way to toilet paper a friend's house. Yeah. So, you know, the funny part about story time with Ben is there's going to be some stories that come up um, in the future that are super intimate and super vulnerable. And I <laughs> laugh at the the idea of sharing them. And I never know which story Ashley is going to pull out. So I'm just, just always off the cuff, always a little nerve wracking. Um, also very exciting. So anyways, here's the story. <laughs> Uh, I was 16 years old. I had just gotten my first car. It was a Honda Civic. I got I bought it from my grandfather, uh, who was a car salesman. Great, great dude. He's now passed away. But um, I had had it just a few months, and I was the only one in my friend group that could drive. And so 
uh, I was always driving them around doing the most ridiculous things as like a freshman and sophomore in high school. Well, one of those things that we enjoyed doing was TPing our friends' houses because um, yeah. it was just a lot of fun to see their parents have to put in all the work to clean up the trees. <laughs> like, now that I think about this at this age, if somebody TP'd my house, I'd be so angry. Like, if, You'd be the angry old man coming oh, out. Oh, I'd be yeah. so mad. Just with the idea that, hey, my Sunday football watching and bourbon drinking is now ruined by my stupid high school kids' friends TPing my house. Anyways. Uh, and so on a Friday night, uh, we went out after a football game and just loaded up with toilet paper. I mean, I'm not kidding you. My Honda Civic trunk was stuffed full, like to the point I remember having to push it down to get it like pushed mm-hmm. in. So we go out on this drive and we're driving down the, the, the road and I'm just a few months into driving and I was a very irresponsible driver at that point. I have not been in a car wreck since knock on wood. Um, but I was driving and I looked over at my friend in the passenger seat and I was talking to him and I looked back uh, in front of me and a lady had stopped to turn into a YMCA and I put my brakes on and it just wasn't soon enough and I had just completely rear-ended her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was actually turning in to see her mom who was working at the YMCA. So we turn into the parking lot. My car is completely totaled. Like the front is just smashed up and like her back of her car is smashed. Like this is not like a, a fender bender. This is a wreck. And Oh. And I'm feeling terrible. My parents are actually at a funeral at that point in time. And so and, and I have to call them at this funeral and ask them to come get me. Well, when they come get me, uh, the cop had just uh, opened up the trunk. And because they were searching my car, I don't really remember why they were fully searching my car. Um, but they were searching my car, probably given the fact that like I was an idiot and I was 16. And they were like, this guy definitely is up to something. <laughs> and inside the trunk, I'm not kidding you, is all that toilet paper. And it just explodes like out of the car, <laughs> all over the parking lot. Um, and uh, the lady was nice enough to not like do any further uh, s- stuff with me, even though it was my fault. Um, but I'll never forget the time that my parents pulled up already angry out of a funeral, a little bit sad because it was a friend of theirs to the parking lot looking at me as I stand behind my car with a cop looking into my trunk and the whole parking lot around my car is full of toilet paper. That is a, is a time in my life that I, I won't forget. That's good. That's, That's good. Well, did they ask? Did the cop, the cop was like, so you oh, were yeah. about to go it's, toilet paper somebody's house? I mean, I think it's, a, it was a given. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's any question that I needed. I mean, like, Hey, I, uh, I'm a healthy eater. Um, but I don't think there was any question I needed to, uh, 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 trunk full of toilet paper. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Go. That's a good one. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back later this week. Um, we're recording, we're going to record on Friday after we get some fan reaction to the big event on Thursday night. So we'll That's talk right. to you guys then. Hey, with that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. We'll talk to you later, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, And how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard. 
but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.